Blog Talk Radio. Talk Radio, Music Woman Radio, and this is our 280th show. We're coming up on the 10th year of Women in Jazz South Florida. Actually, March 12th is our birthday, and we are celebrating today with our 311th member, Kat Riggins, and you just heard her sing. Her song, Blues, is the new black, and I think it's the old black, too, but we're going to get to that with Kat. In the meantime, be sure to visit our website, wijsf.com or .org. That's W-I-J-S-F, as in Women in Jazz, South Florida. So welcome our new member. And guest for today, Kat Riggins. Hi, Kat. 
Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm terrific and fired up. <laughs> yeah, so man, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And like you said, it's the old black, too, but people need to remind themselves of it. So, <laughs> so can, let us jump right into this interview. I have five questions, which I didn't send to you, but they're easy questions. Okay. How did okay. you come to music as a little girl? How did you first come to music? Well, music came to me. It was always there. It's always been, um, it's always been a part of, I guess, a part of my family. I grew up um, in in a big family in a small house, <laughs> and there was always music playing in the background. Um, so it just kind of felt like, you know, the music, the the singers, the songs, they were all part of the family. And did you study music? Did you go to school for music? Did you have a I did, music I, um, teacher? Well, I didn't go, I, I didn't go to school to, uh, for music until uh, my freshman year in college when I did take, um, I was, my major was musical theater, and I did a voice class. Um, other than that, there was really no schooling, no formal training, but everybody on my dad's side of the family was musically um, gifted and, um, you know, I either could sing or play some instrument. My mom's side of the family just loved to dance to the music. But um, but we would always um, end up in these church programs or school programs and, uh, you know, and rehearsing for those those shows, that's where I got my training from just kind of diving in and, and, and uh, get, becoming a part of those things. Okay. All right. So have you done, you've done musical theater then? Yes, I have. When I was younger, I did. And I loved it. I was, I was, um, I always went to art schools, like, you know, drawing and painting kind of art schools. And I was one of the few drama geeks in those schools that I went to. So, um, you know, I was always in drama and in theater. And um, when I was younger, I was in a program called Voices United and it was based out of Miami, where we, as children, as the youth, we wrote our own scripts, we wrote our own songs, we choreographed the dances, um, everything was done by us, for us, and we performed for Dade County Public School kids at the um, James L. Knight Center in Miami. So that, in addition to, you know, growing up and moving on and going to college for musical theater, um, and I only did one year in college before, you know, the funds ran dry. But, you know, that was that's my musical theater background, but always uh, more in a participating um, role than in, in um, the area where I was uh, being educated to do it. Okay, now you were born in Miami. Have you lived other places or basically you've been in Florida? Yes, I was born and raised in Miami. Um and now I'm in Fort Lauderdale, same thing. But I have had the honor of uh, traveling uh, around Southeast Asia and the Middle East. Um, I, after um, I left Miami in about 2010 and I moved to New Orleans, I did that for about a year. And then I got a gig singing with a Top 40 cover band. And it was for a year and a half when we bounced around Southeast Asia and each uh country that we went to we stayed there for about four months so I have had the pleasure to live in many many places that were exotic and exciting and beautiful 
But this is where did you live in China? I lived in Beijing when I was in China. Um, We also did. I went to Ho Chi Minh City. I lived for two months. I lived in Bangkok for four months, and Seoul, South Korea, for four months, and I also lived in Abu Dhabi for four months. That was that was a trip. That was a trip. Yeah, man. Tell us. It's, we it's, got time. It's <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a beautiful place. Traveling with the music is is always something that I've always wanted to do, and I love doing that. But actually living in those places, it goes beyond just going on tour and staying there for a couple of nights and doing them all that. You're you know you're getting to know people. You're making friends. You're going to the house for dinner, and things like that. Um, and I loved all of those places. Uh, I think one of my favorites was Thailand, but Abu Dhabi was a trip because it felt kind of like home where the weather was, but then the culture was so strong and so, you know, um, obvious and adamant, and people were very, very proud of, of their faith and their culture, and, you know, you could tell where everyone stood as far as that's concerned. And then the fun part was that we ended up there, um, the end of our trip there we it was Ramadan. So I got to experience that in a Middle Eastern country, and it was so much fun that, because the way that they celebrate, and I didn't realize this when I was here, but learning, you know, firsthand, the way they celebrate is, is very communal. Everybody pitches in to provide um, a free meal, you know, after, after you because from sunup to sundown, you can't, from dawn till dusk, you can't eat or drink anything. So when it's time to eat, everybody's providing something so that everybody can can eat and everybody can be sustained and nobody pays anything. They have like these tents all over the city. And that was beautiful to me to see that, that kind of community, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when did you come back and start working in Fort Lauderdale? Uh, let's see. Okay. So I went, I got back in 2013 or 2012 and I got Mm -hmm. back and I went back to bartending for a while just so you know that was putting food on the table but um finding gigs on the side and then in 2013 in August is when I started full-time just singing and writing songs so I got back and I was working and then I I got with this band called Otis Cadillac from an ad on Craigslist which is awesome. Um, and they did everything that I love. And I'm still with that band on the side right now because they're like a family to me. But um, someone introduced me from a show that I did with Otis Cadillac. Someone introduced me to my guitar player and my bass player. And we started the band three years ago. The rest is history. Now we're blues revival and touring the world, um, trying to spread the blues and revive the blues one song at a time. Okay. Now, Talk about writing your own songs. How many songs have you written? Oh, man. I I can't even count. I have books and books of of songs. Um, But not all of them, of of course, have been published. I did uh, my first full-length CD called Lily Rose um, in 2012, and that was all originals um, on there. That was maybe 12 songs. And this, my brand new album, Blues Revival, of the 10 songs on this album, I wrote eight of them. And mm. I love writing because it helps me. It helps me, uh, obviously, it helps me express myself. 
but it helps me to share experiences with people, um, you know, that are either directly linked to me or indirectly that I feel maybe somebody needs to hear that story. Maybe somebody needs to um, know that they're not the only one in that boat, you know. Now, do you write the music and the lyrics or you write the lyrics and then you get with your guitar player? How does that process work? Yeah, that that's exactly it. My process is I I write the music and the melody. Um, like, I, I'm sorry, I write the lyrics and the melody. And I, you know, I dwell on that for some time before I bring it to my band. And then I bring it to my band and we build the song around my music and my my. Melody. My music and my melody. You get you get so, the form um, from them. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so it's yeah, it's a community. It's a family affair. You know, that's why they, I credited them, um, music writers on the CD because I you know I couldn't do it by myself. I come up with the idea and the melody and I sing it to them and then we we kind of give the song its body together. Right. So you pick the tempo. You 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 say this is a up tempo blues or this is a slow blues exactly like exactly uh-huh. yeah okay. and then sometimes I I say you know I want it to feel like this like for devil is a liar on on um the blues revival CD I wanted it to feel swampy and moody and you know like that so we we'll go from there with the kind of grooves that we want you know or um for blues is the new black the one you just played. I wanted it to kind of feel gospely, you know, and I wanted to be, mm-hmm. it to be up tempo and like kind of high energy and foot stomping, hand clapping kind of thing. That was a celebration of the comeback of the blues. So okay. they get me. <laughs> I got lucky. I, I have a band that you know they understand my craziness, and when I describe things with colors and stuff like that, they understand what I mean. Right. Good. <laughs> okay. Now, what is what is okay? Are you do you have a publishing company? No, I um with the first CD I submitted my music to a company that I found online and they accepted it and then they published it. That's what what I did was that the company? That, what was that was that was called Tate um Tate Music Group. They started off as a book publishing company. So you might find them under Tate Publishing. And, um, you know, they, they help you with a lot of stuff, but a lot of it is out of your own pocket. This CD, Blues Revival, um, a, um, an agency based right here in South Florida called Blues Pick Media Group, um, they've been, they have been watching me since I got back to Okay, you're walking around, you're breaking up. Oh, sorry, sorry. Can you hear me now? Is that better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Jim, um, with this Blues Revival CD, Jim Nestor is the one who introduced me to Daryl Rains and George Caldwell, my bass player and my my guitar player. Now he he works he he's a co-owner of Blues Pick Media Group, and he had been watching me for a while. And when I said this time that I wanted to do a blues album, he got behind me on it. So he's the one responsible for funding that pro- this project and publishing the the this album. I have a company per se. But I, um, Blue Stick Media Group, my my agency and my agent published it. Okay, but let me tell you that you should be your own publisher. Oh, as far as um, like the paperwork and all that is concerned, I'm I'm with BMI as Cat Riggins Publishing. Okay, and um, Good. you know, yeah. So 
I do have that, and it's and all of my music is registered under me. Um, so I'm okay. I'm doing that, and that was yeah, that was at the suggestion of of my agent. Um, but I'm Good. sorry, I think I misunderstood. I yeah, I think I misunderstood um, as far as what you meant by that. Yeah. But yeah, that's See, exactly what he suggested. Is one thing, publisher is the other, and the publisher is the one that makes the money, not the writer. Yeah. Yeah, he explained uh-huh. it all, that all of that to me because you know in the beginning I'm I'm pretty new with this, <laughs> so right. I've been basically doing it for the heart of it and because I needed to get these songs out. But this being my full time career now, obviously you know I got a my sister got bills, so we got to work it out to where I can um, you know sing and eat. So he explained everything exactly. to me and made sure that I was on, yeah made sure that I was on the right path with all that. Okay, well, let me suggest this also, that you consider in the next year or so putting your songs in a book, but don't just put the lyric. You get somebody that knows how to put the modem to the electric piano, to the computer, to the printer, print your music out, and put it in a book. If you and I meet, I'll show you my song book, but... That That's is one awesome, thing I've never thought about. That's an awesome idea. Right. And I I have done, you are my 280th radio show since 2008. And wow. every single woman that I have had on, I have made the suggestion to. And I think only one woman that I know besides me has a songbook in this organization. So think about that. That is a, it's a, it's a lot of work. It can take you time, but it's very, very rewarding when you see your music in a song book. That that sounds very exciting, and I think it's something that I have to get on immediately because I never even. Well, you don't have to jump on it. Just keep the idea. Yeah, no, I in, I, I in, your, in your face. Keep it in your that's face. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Because you have a good song. Thank you. Thank you. Now, what is your advice? I'm going to give you five more minutes because I want to play okay. Cry Sometime. But what is your advice to a young woman coming into the music business? Um, Be... Is to be persistent. Be you can't be lazy because it is. Uh, I'm, I'm my you going in and out. We're not I'm hearing sorry. you. Is that a little better? Um, yeah. Is that a little? Okay. Yeah. Um, in large part, my advice would be: stick to your guns. Know your worth. Um, don't ever compromise on what you will and will not do um, as far as, you know, morality for your own success. Um, know that you you can stomp with the big dogs. You can do just as well as the boys do in this music business if you put the work in. Um, I'm an advocate for faith and spirituality, but faith without works, without works is dead. So you got to actually, you know, be willing to, to get on the grind and, and, put some elbow grease in and do the the dirty work. You know, you can't just sit back and wait for somebody to drop it in your lap because you're pretty. You got to do the work. 
That's my advice. To stick to it, be strong about it, be faithful in yourself and in in your, um, you know, your higher power, but know your worth and don't compromise on that. So cute won't pay the bills. No, (laughs) ma'am. No, ma'am. Okay. Now, where are you going to be performing uh, for the rest of this year and coming up? Well, you, um, my band rival has a steady Friday night gig at Q Bar Burgers and Blues in Fort Lauderdale. It's a tiny okay. little place, and I love it like that because I can see everybody's faces from the stage, and everybody gets mm-hmm. involved. It gets pretty packed. Um, we usually start around 9 o'clock. So if you want to get a good seat, then you should probably get there around 8 o'clock, 8.30. The food is awesome. Um, we also perform in Miami at Monty's uh, often. We're going to be there at the end of the month. And um, I'm sorry, yeah, we're going to be there at the end of uh, January. But um, coming into the new year, we don't have a New Year's Eve gig, so I'm just going to enjoy it. I haven't had a New Year's Eve off, and I don't even know how long. I know how that feels. But you know, so I'm, I'm excited about it. I'll put the Q bar every Friday night at nine o'clock in yes. the newsletter. Okay, that will go yes. in the newsletter on January the first. Well, I'm perfect. So and we have at the end of January we have. I'm sorry, just one. We have at the end of January we have the Sun Coast Blues Festival coming up. If anybody wants to take a road trip with us, we're going to Sarasota. Okay, well, and it's a great why don't you yeah. send that to me? Usually the twenty eighth is my deadline. But I will gotcha. I will accept you. Just anything you have in January, send it to me in an email, and I'll put it in the newsletter. Thank you so much. Now tell us about Cry Sometimes, quickly. Cry Sometimes, I wrote it about my friend, my best friend Ava, because she's this really tough girl. You know, you never see her cry, but one time she had a bit of a breakdown from all the pent-up emotions and everything that was going on in her life. So I wrote that song encouraging people that it's okay to cry sometimes because it's cleansing and it's renewing. That's what that song is all about. Okay. Well, thank you for being here with me today. We're going to play Cry Sometime, and I'm going to get down to the cute bar. I was there with before last. <laughs> so I'm going to get down there to see you. And we awesome, and you're going to bless my home. stage too, right? No, I'm retired. Come on now. <laughs> I'm okay, done, well. but I will give you a couple of my songs and maybe you could sing them. Okay, I'll take that deal. <laughs> well, thank you, Kat, and keep the doing pleasure what was you're mine. doing. Thank you. All right, thank you so much. Cry Sometimes by Kat Riggins. Face them, 
Oh 
your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.